0: You want to go to the local craft brewery because you're into that and a lot of people are, you type in, you know, craft brewery San Jose. Well, I think right now Camino comes up like on the second page. You know, but SEO would put us up like first, right? And that and that would translate into 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 people coming in.
1: Welcome to the Market and Grow Show. I'm your host Ali Islam. This is the show where we introduce you small businesses who have made innovative changes during challenging times. Listen on to discover their stories, celebrate their efforts, and hear the advice on how to thrive as a small enterprise in the digital age. Hey, everyone, welcome to the Market and Grow show. With me today, I have Alan Kornstein, a founder and CEO of Camino Brewing Company. Hi, Alan, how are you today? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Appreciate well, thank it. Thank you very much for making the time to be on the show. Uh, so, with, if you don't mind, could you please share who you are with our audience as well as your story in terms of what made you start Camino Brewing Company?
0: Yeah, sure. I, I, I'm, I'm happy to do that. You know, uh, it's always you know a little hard being put on the spot, Sajid, when you got to come up with uh, you know. But I think I I think that I that I'm I'm happy to to join you in this conversation. So I, I'm, uh, I'm 40, I'll be 47 this May. And I have two children. Uh, I have eight year old, I've got these, I've got twin, these beautiful twin daughters actually. Sadly, their mom ha- had a battle with leukemia and she passed away in 2020 after about a five year battle. So that, that was definitely a big part of our journey. And she was a big part also of, of how we founded this beer company. The beer company's uh, basic, the background of how we got it founded was that, you know, my partner, Nathan Polis, who really is the brewmaster behind this, he, uh, he and I didn't ever, we we were not in the beer industry. We didn't ever have any intention of being in the beer industry. Both of us are career professional in the public interest legal profession. So uh, he's been a criminal defense attorney, you know, for almost 20 years I've practiced juvenile law, working with children in foster care for about the same amount of time. And, um, you know, kind of real nitty gritty practice, really trying to help help the, 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 the low the underdogs and those that are not served very well, you know, in our society and live in that kind of hard journey. What happened is, is that Nathan, Nathan brewed beer at home. He was a home brewer. So he made it in his garage on a five gallon system. And, and it was a, a passion, a hobby for him. But it was, it was good, you know, like the quality of it, the taste of it, the flavor profile. It was always something people were impressed about. They talked about it. Sometimes we would joke about, you know, like opening a beer company. That's kind of what was going on. And then what happened is, is in 2006, he invited me to take some time off from work and to go with him on a pilgrimage tour to bicycle about 600 miles across the north of Spain on this pilgrimage tour called the Camino de Santiago, which is a kind of a historical route that people walk or cycle. and it's been going on you know for like a thousand years now and people do it every day. And they do it for all different kinds of reasons. It, it, it's become kind of an international you know uh, experience, no matter what your faith, your culture, your background. people go there for all kinds of reasons to walk this path to have this kind of outdoor experience, right? taking a step aside from our everyday lives, getting out on the road and, and, and kind of just like walking it out and, and talking and meeting people and being in nature, Rain, You know, the first time we did it, it rained like 14 t- nights, like in while we were out in the open, you know, we had to kind of live with with this kind of condition. And then we got back. And a few years later, he asked me to do it again. And this time, he had planned out this forty-five day journey from Rome, Italy, all the way to Santiago de Compostela, Spain. So, bicycling across three countries and about uh, almost a two-thousand-mile bicycle journey. Just the two of us. You know, we decided to do it. We trained for it. We got out there, and it was really on on that journey that we really started dreaming up and talking about the beer and eating food. We were experiencing the terroir, you know, of all of these lands, the wines, the regions, the food in France, and we started to think about what we were doing and and could we sort of take our experience of this Camino journey and just kind of create a brand for Nathan's beer. And and would people buy it, you know, could we get, that's how this started. And when, when we got back, I spent about two years developing this idea, writing plans, and then we started taking it to these local vendors in San Jose and just, you know, would you sell it? And little, you know, little by little, doors started opening for us. And then the big break for us was Whole Foods Market, was they were building a brand new Whole Foods Market in downtown San Jose. And it had its own tap room, small five-barrel brewery attached to it. And they were going to carry all kinds of beer there. And they they asked us to, to if we if we could go on tap there for the opening of that event. And, and we really had to hustle. We didn't have a license to make beer. We, we, we were really just still experimenting with this whole thing. But we did. And before we knew it, you know, we had our beer on tap for the opening at, at this Whole Foods market. And then they were so supportive of us that they said, hey, if you put this in bottles, we'll put it in 42 markets, like simultaneously. And we'll distribute that ourselves through our internal distribution network. And, and so we did it. You know, and and, and, it, and it almost failed. It almost failed miserably because the truck that had all the beer bottles, you know, on it, that was that was driving to the brewery where we were. We were making beer at somebody else's brewery you now. And so the truck that was supposed to come to the brewery to fill the bottles, to take it to the Whole Foods, that truck accidentally went to my home address. And I live way up in the mountains, in the Santa Cruz mountain area. And I'm not, I'm not joking, Sajid, I, I was driving, I was looking for, I was, where is the truck? It's all going, you know, like wrong. I'm driving home and Deborah, actually my mom and my daughters were were on, the, this isn't, this is a true story. They were on the road talking to this truck driver who was clearly shaken up. They were like giving him food to eat. And the semi truck with all the beer bottles was on this extremely steep incline, and the back wheels were hanging off of like the cliff. For real. And what happened is, is that he had the wrong address. He was trying to get it up this hill, and, and, and he, the gas, it wouldn't go. So he hit the brakes, and the thing locked up, and the whole truck started backsliding down the road, and he jumped out of the driver's side door. And it's the truck stopped with like two wheels hanging over the cliff's edge. And that's what I came to when I got there. And we had to get a tow truck and, and, and get that thing down. And we did. And that guy got the beer to the Whole Foods the next day at 6 a.m. And it, and it got done. You know, it, it was it was insane. Right. But it's just a little illustration of just how challenging it can really, you know, when you're in the middle of your life. Right. And you, and you decide to take an adventure like what we decided to do enormously challenging right but but you know you just it's like you don't give up very wonderful story and thank you for sharing so
1: you started whole foods approached you uh, they loved the opening day and they approached you to basically bottle it up and you went immediately to 42
0: states or stores stores Stores. just 42 markets in the bay area okay got you okay and then uh from there what happened so the the beer that we were making you know was nathan makes a really great stout you know a dark a dark solid stout think like a guinness or something like that right but but what we did is we wanted to to add some some nice flavor to it and so we went to a local coffee roastery in downtown san jose it's called chromatic coffee and there's a couple of stores and it's it's kind of a cool you know kind of place and I, I walked in there and I introduced myself one day on my lunch hour. I mean, literally out of the courtroom. I walked out of the courtroom. I walked into there with my suit on and I said to these guys, hey, this is what we're doing. We would love to uh, you know, put your coffee in our beer. I think it would taste really good together. And you know they were cool and we did it. We, so the next thing I know, it's like gallons of coffee. We're driving it up on the lunch hour to this brewery. We're dumping it in. We're making this thing we've never made before. But the Whole Foods thing was successful and, and people liked this other style that we had made. So we tried it with this coffee beer and it was called Cafe Con Leche. And it's still one of our you know, biggest selling beers today. We bottled it, same thing. We sold it through all these Whole Foods markets. We entered it into a competition And a couple of years and then in 2018, we won the best of show in the category and we we took it from major brewery, Ballast Point Brewing Company. I mean, that company sold for a billion dollars. It's the largest purchase price in in craft beer history, as far as I'm aware, you know, and we took the gold from them, you know, so that felt pretty good, you know, And, and, and it just those little things were motivating. And so it was tough because because we didn't have any money. We didn't we don't have anywhere to go to, to know exactly how to how to get investors, right? This isn't our uh, our experience, but you know, we believed in it. And we believe and, and, and Nathan works really hard. And and you know, while I was trying to figure out how to get the vision and get the interest and get the next sale, he was you know, like operating like our little tiny, you know, then it's like okay. Go to the brewery, make the beer, test the beer. Everything's got to be perfect. The quality control, all of that stuff, right? And and so what happened is is like we wrote our plans. We met a few people. We met an architect. I met a brand designer. You know, just just being on the journey, right? Like like people are pretty cool in the craft beer industry. Like you can get an audience with 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 like a lot of people, uh, at at a certain level, right? Designers, any of the service providers, like you can get an audience, and so we we got lucky and a gentleman by the name of Sean Scott who's a super cool guy lives in the in the San Francisco Bay area. He's a great artist, a great graphic designer, a brand manager and he he's done a lot of major brands. So Golden Road out of Los Angeles in the Bay area, he's well known for Magnolia, Drake's. He's he's now New Belgium's designer. New Belgium's a huge beer company. And so he's Camino's he was like our founding designer from the beginning, you know, like all the brands, how we tell that story. We, we work with them very closely. And so, and so what that's allowed us to do is to maintain the authenticity of our kind of background because it's not really about us, right? And not, and not anymore in any way, right? So, But the Camino, right, the spirit of the journey, the, the, the spirit of getting out there with, with people that you love, and taking a risk like what we've taken, and taking a journey through all kinds of ups and downs, right? And now through a pandemic, through my through personal life, the, the you know things I was telling you about, it's become a metaphor. The Camino has become a metaphor, right? For for us personally, uh, and not only like in my own life, but like how we do our business, how we operate the business, the kind of events we put on, how we bring people together to our space, and so and so with that metaphor. We we just kept going, you know. We just kept going, and and so the next thing is is we we raised just under two million dollars from independent, you know, non related investors, people who believed in in what we, you know, the quality of our product, you know. We had won this major award, and so that was there, and we found a cool, we found a place, we found a really interesting spot in downtown San Jose, interesting area. No, nothing's there, right? Like no economic development in over thirty years in the area we we chose. Now you know what. This this is still a challenge, but ultimately I'm confident this was the right decision because what we found was it was like meant to be for us. Right. We, we found two mechanics warehouses that that are beautiful, that had been rebuilt, like, you know, with skylights and like granite floors and like they're cool spots. Right. And then right on the other side of, of one of these warehouses is this 5,000-square-foot outdoor area with this beautiful, big, enormous 150-year-old pepper tree and these historic buildings, right, on the property. And and what these buildings are is for a 100 years, this courtyard and this Victorian building that's from the 1800s, right, that's on this property, it was a bicycle shop. It was a family-owned bicycle shop called the Faber's Cyclery. And in San Jose, if you grew up there, like everybody knows about this place because it was just there for a hundred years, right? It's a family And in 2014, the second story caught fire and it actually burned down. And the, the, guy, the guy who bought it, his name is James Salada. he bought all these properties and he's a, like a historical renovation guy, he's a builder. So he returned it to its like original condition. And so Nathan and I were looking at it and we were just like, wow, you know, like we've had this bicycle journey our Camino life has brought us to this place. And, you know, we did it. So we built a brewery there. And so we converted one of the warehouses into a 10 barrel brewery and with a full tap room and a cold, you know, cooler and uh, a nicely designed brewery for getting beer out to the trucks and serving it to customers. And then the courtyard, we really couldn't get access to it. He, he really didn't, it was hard for him to share exactly what we were trying to do. And it's expensive, right? But um, when the pandemic hit, they closed us down and we were going to go out of business because of the government closures. We could no longer serve people in our tap room. I, I think 90% of our business back then was, was served on site, right? Uh, and so he said, hey, you know, what do you want to do? And I said, let's go into the courtyard. And we did, we cut a big hole in the fence. And he, the next thing, you know, there was a door. The next thing, you know, we put a window from our tap room through the wall to the courtyard so we could do faster service. And then Nathan and I built about, you know, 25 picnic tables. I mean, we, we bought them kind of pre-made, but we built them and we stained them and we put them together and we put them, you know, cause it was the, it was the least expensive way to get it done. Right. And so And then we built a canopy and little by little, you know, it's like it filled in and now, you know, now it's full. We just had our four year anniversary last uh, on Saturday, a couple, two weeks ago and it was packed all day. It was packed. We did about a thousand dollars an hour in beer sales over the tap and uh, people loved it. We have live music, we have DJs. Now on Wednesdays, we have like R and B classic DJs called wax Wednesdays with some really great DJs from the community. Thursdays, we have live music with different bands that are being brought in by this nonprofit called the, the Urban Vibrancy Institute. And so, and so it's very lively. You know, we have food there six days a week uh, with a with local vendor who does really great tacos. And then on Sundays we have rotating food trucks. And so, you know, that's that's kind of where that's kind of where we got to, right? Like that's kind of that was kind of the next step. I don't know, you know, do you have any questions? I mean, I, I can keep rambling on. I mean, you want me, you want me to just keep telling the story or what do, what do you think, Such
1: No, I mean, this is good. I mean, I do have a lot of questions because as you're talking, uh, one thing I think, and we will uh, very quickly uh, segue into marketing because that's really building demand, getting people to know things like that. But before we jump into marketing, I want to ask you about a uh, food truck, food. I mean, you know, beer and food, they pair very well. Right. When people get hungry, people are drinking. They tend to eat. What was the reason for you to decide? Hey, let's get food trucks versus let us build a kitchen and be,
0: do our own food and make more profit. Well, no, that's a great that's a great question. At, at the time when we when we raised the money, we were we were very much capital constrained. You know, you got to you got to remember that with no background and no history, the people who gave us money, right? They, they tried to, you know, they wanted to keep as much as, as possible and give the least amount possible. And so we were capital constrained. And so we wanted to, we had designs, you know, we had ideas, we couldn't build it. We just did not have the capital to build it. However, we are now about to open a brand new round where we are gonna raise $4 million to develop this site, build that kitchen, build a mixed beverage craft bar, the food is going to be amazing because we've got a we've got a chef who has got seven restaurants around the world. There's a James Beard chef, and his name is Wes Avila, and it's going to be one of his concepts. But it's going to be still fast, still easy, outdoor kind of. A, we're not building a whole restaurant, you know. I don't need all that, but it's in the it's in the plans. You know, we're to fund it. We can talk about this later more. But we have built an opportunity zone fund which is a federally, a federally designed fund to support investors keeping their capital gains by investing in local communities to, to develop jobs, business. And, and we've, been, we've figured out how to create that fund to back what we wanna do in terms of our community development. So that's the next step is, is to get that kitchen and get that great food.
1: Oh, lovely. So now let's jump into marketing. We are a marketing company. We always love to hear what up and coming businesses and brands are doing marketing. Because I figured out just by talking to you the last few minutes is that you're always thinking outside the box and finding solutions given the budget capital constraint. So with that, let's share with us, what did you do to market your name out there to get people aware of, hey, we have an on-site facility. Come to a tap room.
0: Yeah, so, so I mean, we, we did pretty much anything that you know, one could think of, right? That seemed like, uh, you know, so try. there was a lot of experimentation in marketing. And, and, and so like an example in the, very, in the very early days, we didn't even have a brewery. We put together a collective called the Downtown Craft Beer Collective, which was, which was really essentially a marketing tool and a way to kind of test the market. And, and, and we put it together and then we would start bringing our beer to events that we sponsor or that we created ourselves. I mean, so 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 a lot of it is events, like events marketing is then an opportunity to talk about the product, to share the experience, to tell the story. So getting audiences, you know, we've done political fundraisers where we got our beer, you know, in as the service provider for, for various causes that we believed in. It was all very natural, right? We just we'd find things that made sense that fit the metaphor, and then we would go after it, right? And so that was kind of in the beginning, and and then you know social media. I mean, I think has been a huge asset for us, along with like the subscri- email subscriptions. So we use Mailchimp, and we use Instagram, you know, and and, and Facebook is kind of like an offshoot of it, but that's evolved right in the beginning it was literally me you know like just taking pictures or or trying to tell the story of Camino through pictures and if you it's kind of interesting if you go to our Instagram Camino Brewing Company right at Camino Brewing Company and you scroll down to the very beginning you're gonna see all this crazy stuff I'm telling you about like those early days there's pictures in there of the truck but with the driver and all that crazy stuff and then and then it evolves right and 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 We got better at telling the story. Eventually we were able to hire somebody internally who could, one of her jobs was, was, you know, was to keep that going. And now we use a professional agency who works closely with my brand designer and us on a weekly basis to tell the story, keep everybody aware of what's going on with food, with beer and events, live music, and put new products out there. And, you know, now it's much more organized. It's like a week in advance. We check everything. We make sure that we're we're doing what we want to do, but it took a long time to get where we are today, you know, years, but it feels really good now, you know? And so social media marketing, big thing, building the subscription base, sending out emails when we do events, we don't don't bug people, but if we do like a big party, we're going to let people know. And we have like about 2000 subscribers now, you know, and, you know, we have about 13,500, I think, Instagram followers or 12, something in, in that range. And so it enables us to get the message out about, about what we're doing. Another thing with marketing is, is we just want to bring people to our place because, because then we can tell the story, then they can buy beer and take it home with them. You know, we can, a lot of the beer that we make, we're now distributed, right? We have a distributor and like, we're in 23 Safeway markets now and all the whole foods in the area, you know, local, but all the major chain retailers. And so that's marketing because every time somebody sees our brand or they've been to our place, You know, they make those connections. And so it's very difficult because because we have a lot of big competitors and they control the shelf space in distribution and in the big retails and in the markets. And so, I mean, we've got a guy who works for us full time, Pete Botch, and he literally is in there, you know, he's elbowing, you know, for shelf space, you know, he's doing whatever he can do to get that display, right? Like, so some of it's elbow grease, just straight up elbow grease having a great brand, you know, with good, with good visual, good color, and then having like a story like ours, that's really authentic. So we put marks in all of our products that relate back to our, to our pilgrimage journey. And so if you, if you, it's kind of a cult classic thing, right? If you know about that, or if you find out about it, you'll see a mark and you'll go, Oh, that's that arrow. That's why they call that beer. Follow the arrow because, Because they literally followed yellow arrows all the way across Spain on that journey. That's how you get across the Camino is hand-painted yellow arrows on rocks and trees and the sides of buildings. And, you know, one day I was like, let's call our pilsner that, you know, like while I was out backpacking on a trail. And, And so that kind of organic real thing that we then sort of get into the brand and into the products. I mean, you can't quantify that. But I'm sure that that has been the major, again, it's the metaphor, like getting the metaphor of the community into, into what we're doing. I think that, that there's some energy to that, right, that people, people want to experience. And so, you know, like now, you know, at this point, I'm actually teaching a class at Santa Clara University in their MBA program in, in the marketing department, you know, for their MBA program. And, and some of, yeah, some of these kinds of things are the things we're talking about
1: as well. Cool. Let's so let's go into the MBA program now. And you also have uh, students who are helping you. So can can you talk a little bit about it? Because I think that also that's also helping with your marketing a little bit.
0: Yeah, sure. I mean, it's um. So what it is is there's a there's a class at Santa Clara U in the MBA marketing program, and they have a, a like five teams of of about five or six students on each team, and. The whole class is designed around the Camino brand and the goal is that they're going to learn a lot of, about you know marketing and business working with a local business in the community and it's like you know like a field test case for them and for us when we're constrained and we don't have a marketing professional working for us in-house now we have these students that are you know kind of focused on on, on being that for us and so you know, maybe there are interns that come to us, you know, through this MBA program. You know, I think that's that's on the table now, like consistently, so we can have somebody inside that's very like focused on the marketing. Right now, we've selected some topic areas, right? So from the marketing perspective, brand awareness is is one of the team's jobs. So, you know, how are we going to get that mind share in a highly competitive, you know, consumer product area like craft beer? one of the teams is, is sort of taking the lead, the jump from that and then asking the questions around leverage what are the mechanisms that exist that can sort of like what are the levers that can get people to come to our place or or get people to choose our product over the 30 other competitors on the shelf right so that's one of the teams one of the teams is working on an ambassador program like how can we utilize our already existing loyal customers to to be brand ambassadors, you know, at at, at low cost to us or no cost, you know, just uh, some shirts and and shrag and whatnot, you know, stuff like that. You know, I think there's a couple of other things I'm not remembering off the top of my head right now, but you get the idea. Okay, cool. So now,
1: so for anyone who's listening out there, how can they also take advantage of a program such as this? Are you getting this thing done because you are teaching at Santa Clara? you, Or is it because universities actually have something uh, professionally
0: crafted that they can tap into. Is this a program? Yeah. I mean, yeah. So it's kind of interesting. You know, I don't, I can't speak to any other university, right. But, but Santa Clara university, their business department, their marketing department, they've, they've taken an interest in craft beer. So like on May, just coming up on May 6th is a big event called the business of craft beer. It's a big dinner, a bunch of breweries, including mine, are going to be there um, talking and sharing. And so this happened organically. You know, it was one of my connections, happened to work at Santa Clara University, and she happened to be in the marketing program. And she said, Hey, Alan, I think they would really like what you guys are doing. She made a connection with a professor. Two professors came out to my brewery. We sat down and we talked. And they, they the, the the professor said to me, his name is Juan. He, he said, Alan, how would you feel if we made your brewery, your brand into our marketing class? Wow. So I said, uh, yeah, let's do it. it. It's like the same thing, you know, it's just, it was an, he's another person that has joined us on our, in our community development.
1: Now, you know, again, I'm gonna ask you this because, you know, San, San Jose is in the Silicon Valley, right? It's next to Silicon Valley. And that area has this culture of give first, help first, pay it forward. Do you think that
0: plays a little bit into your, in all the help you're getting from the community? I think it must be a little bit, you know, I mean, I I do think that there's some of the investors that came in or some of the the, the markets that were willing to take that risk or, or encourage us to take that next step. I think that pay it forward attitude is really important. You know, I mean, from my personal life experience, you know, kind of just being on this journey, I'm reading this great book by this guy, Parker Palmer, and he talks about the metaphor of spring and summer and he talks about the abundance at the end of spring nature just abundantly just seeds right it just throws its seeds everywhere and everywhere you look it's just beautiful wildflowers and fruiting trees right like that's that's nature that's what nature does well we're nature too right i mean human beings are part of nature too and i think that pay it forward attitude is not all that different when you tap into that kind of basic idea right that like and Camino has always been about that. Like, we're all about terroir, we're all about the land, we're all about the food and the beverage, the ingredients, the, the life cycle of the whole thing. We're not, it's not, it's not just like a, a product that is detached from nature. And, and, I, and I think that because we're so clear about that in, in how, we, how we operate the business, when we hire people, when we have conversations with folks like you, there's some kind of a resonance there that taps into that pay it forward kind of attitude. And I, I do think maybe the people in the Bay area, you know, maybe they're 10, maybe they're a little more open to it in the business world, you know, and there's a lot of, in tech, there's a lot of capital, right. There's a, there is a lot of money being generated here. And so we were lucky, you know, we, 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 we got it going, you know, now I hope through my opportunity zone fund, we can have more pay it forward. Right. And here it's just easy. It's like, your capital gains, you dump them into the fund. 10 years later, you pay no capital gains tax on your investment growth. You've developed a community. I don't know. I don't really know, you know if it's going to work or not yet, but I'm hopeful.
1: No one has seen the future, but we have to try. We have to keep going.
0: We just have to keep trying.
1: Okay, cool. So now coming back to marketing again, uh, and I think we are going to wrap up very soon. But you're focusing on social media, and are you also focusing on other things in the future? Are there plans to look at other areas like you know paid or so uh, SEO? Any yeah. other opportunities
0: that you're looking at? Absolutely. I mean, I I for a long time have wanted you know to to be able to do the SEO, you know to to use whatever levers we can use, right? Again, to just, to, to, to create brand awareness. It's that's the key for me is like, how do we get this brand out in front of people in a way that, that leverages their, per, the, their purchasing of our products, you know, and being able to quantify that being able to like, like, Oh, that's one of the things that the MBA program is doing is they're studying the analytics of all the social media. So that we can use that data to, to help us to create those levers and to be more strategic, you know, about how we go about marketing uh, Camino. Okay, cool. But why do you think SEO is going to pay dividends? I mean,
1: it's going to cost you money, right? I mean, whether it's in the form of time or resources or
0: something, but it's going to cost you. So why okay. do you think SEO is important? I mean, I think it's simple, right? Like if you, if you right now, if you, I haven't done this in a while, so you can, you can, your, your audience can experiment. But if you, if you go Camino Brewing Company, right, you're going to find us right away. It's going to come right up. Yes. But if you do a general Google search and you just go breweries in the San Francisco Bay area or breweries in San Jose, right? So if you've never been to San Jose and you're traveling and you're, going on, you're on an international business trip or whatever, and you want to go to the local craft brewery because you're into that and a lot of people are, you type in, you know, craft brewery San Jose. Well, I think right now Camino comes up like on the second page. You know, but SEO would put us up like first, right? And that and that would translate into 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 people coming in more, right? And so I I, I think there's a quantum, I think pretty quickly we would recoup the value of that investment. But you got to have that budget. Right. And so we're, we're 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 trying to get to that profitability, right? That's we're we're you know, we're we're moving towards like we're right there, but it's we're still generating that. And so and so we just don't have a budget yet. So we're still, you know, we're still, it's still guerrilla marketing tactics at this point, but it's working. I will tell you.
1: Yeah, Yeah, it's working. Right. I mean, I love it. I mean, you know, we found you and, you know, we are talking about it and everything I hear about it gets me excited. Unfortunately, I am on the other side of the coast.
0: Uh, I'd say come in, you know, we could have a craft beer and, you know, just talk in person.
1: And, oh, I, would, I used to actually travel a lot to San Jose because uh, I oh, actually started my journey, professional journey from with a company that was based in Sunnyvale, right? And, you know, from there, obviously, I've lived, I've gone to San Jose quite a bit, uh, Palo Alto, there was office as well. But anyway, uh, that's a discussion. Yeah,
0: yeah next, next time you come into town, you owe me a visit, man. So absolutely,
1: sure absolutely. I want to come in. I want to check it out as well as also I want to... Uh, be a part of your you know journey as well
0: yeah that would be wonderful okay uh so you we
1: mentioned about seo and have you looked at anything else like you know people talk about hey we can put some money into facebook and promoting our events things like that
0: you know occasionally we'll use those targeted ads you know through facebook or instagram Um, occasionally we'll use the local paper you know, to, to kind of, but we try to do it in a very targeted way because it's very, it is hard to, unless you've got a lot of money and you can just keep throwing it at it, you know, it's, it's hard to be able to kind of quantify the return on that. I mean, it's impossible really. So we'll, we'll do it when we have a big event coming, you know, and, 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 I, and I think that if we did have, you know, when, when I'm not going to say if, I'm going to say when, we have, you know, more resource, financial resources for marketing, you know, we would probably just do, we would probably do more of that, you know, per per course, right? Get placing it in different, like, for example, there's a local ballpark. You'll like this, the San Jose Giants is the amateur league that feeds the San Francisco Giants. And so they've got a ballpark, like a nice fun, feels like a real ballpark, right? It's great kids, hot dog, everything, right? And, and, And there's like three or four bars. And that place now carries our beer at three of the four bars. But we can have a banner over the, over the whole ballpark, a big banner. But, you know, I need money for that. <laughs> okay, last question. Uh, and we are gonna stop
1: pause there because I know we've been going longer than I plan to, plan to go. Okay, sure. Say, imagine tomorrow if you had $5,000, extra $5,000, and you have to choose between spending it on Facebook or SEO, who would you go with, why?
0: I would put it into SEO, you know, I, 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 it's something I've wanted to do for a while, you know, and I think with, with a good strategy, you know, we've got a great website, we've got a fantastic website, CaminoBrewing.com, check mm-hmm. it out. Got an online store, you know, that's, that you can purchase our products, you can pick it up, we deliver it, we ship it in California. And and I think that whatever we can do to tie to get that technology more integrated more leveraged how do we how do we do that i i I would like to make an investment in in that something we've never done and and i and it's something i would very much like to do as a next step
1: okay i mean at least i mean in my opinion again i could be i could be biased because we are in google marketing space but i will tell you is you know with seo you're making an investment it would it's like planting a tree that's going to keep on div paying dividends Versus Facebook ads, if you do it, $5,000, people see it when you are, while you're paying for it. And as soon as you shut down the ads, poof, it's gone.
0: That's, that's the thing. And, and Facebook today, I mean, it's like, I'm not even sure, you know, people are, it's a little bit tainted. I'm not so sure that people really, I agree with you. It's like a once and done, it's expensive. Whereas I'm all about the return, right? Like, like how do we create this thing that gives returns for mm-hmm. a lifetime?
1: Lifetime or days or months and years to come. With that, Alan, thank you very much for your time today. It was absolutely a pleasure talking to you, uh, hearing about your journey. A uh, lot to learn. Um, thank you, and wishing you all the best. Thank
0: you very
1: much. Take care. Thank you for tuning into the Market and Grow Show. It was a pleasure to serve you all and share the story of a resilient small business. Hit the subscribe button so that you'd receive a notification every time we release
0: a new episode.